Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca slash sponsor. You're listening to the Candid Conversations Podcast, where we share with you the adventures of small business, the community, and folks in communications. We are your hosts, digital marketer Dan Nicholson and small business strategist Sagan Morrow. This is episode number four. So welcome to episode four of Candid Conversations podcast. Uh, I'm your host, co-host, I should say, Dan Nicholson, and with me is Sagan Morrow. Hello. Hey. Uh, so as we like to do, we like to kind of kick off each episode with a quick intro of how our business is going, uh, Juxta Communications, which is something you guys learned in episode three. Yes. Assuming you've been listening. Um, so yeah, we like to kick off uh, exactly how things have been going, and we have been making strides with our business. We have. We have been having a huge amount of meetings Absolutely. lately. Uh, it's been very convenient that both of our spouses have been out of town, so we have just been talking a lot about the business over the last couple of weeks. Um, to p- piles of meetings, trying to get through the business plan, trying to figure out, you know, exactly what we need to do to keep the business moving forward. You know, starting to get, starting to get social media accounts in place and mm-hmm. all of these different pieces. Um, so it's really it's starting to come together. Yeah, uh, and one of the things we've found, I think, within the past, uh, well, three weeks since the last episode was mm-hmm. launched, um, I've mentioned in the pre- previous episode that agenda items is a big thing, but it's the action items and being able to have some sort of project management process in place. And this is one of the things that we've learned about ourselves. Yes. Uh, we have different processes when it comes to solopreneurs. Uh, when getting together, even today, we we have weekly meetings every morning at seven a.m. Uh, once a week. Once a week. I, I shouldn't say every 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 morning, <laughs> but every seven a.m. Uh, on a Wednesday, we get together for coffee and uh, we we put together a action item plan for that week. What are the top priorities? Because I work a nine to five job. Yes. And so, what what can I do? What are the top three most important things I can do for our business? that I can achieve to get to a full-time status. What we found was the doubling up on our processes that it didn't quite work. We had Google Sheets, we've had Asana as a business project management software. Yeah, so what we've basically been doing is accidentally using the same sort, like we've been use, we've been duplicating all of our materials. So we've had tasks in Asana, and then for some weird reason, we thought that it was necessary to create a Google Sheet of like our timeline of action, which is basically the exact same tasks that we had in Asana. And what we weren't doing was paying attention to the calendar component in Asana. Mm-hmm. So there's been a lot of that kind of thing of figuring out, you know, what makes the most sense for each of us? Um, how do we currently doing it? How, how are we currently doing it for each of our solopreneur businesses? And how can we make sure that we are both on the same page for our joint business of Juxta Communications? So that was kind of interesting. I mean, even just this morning, sort of realizing at our at our coffee meeting at fourth, um, 
but what we really found out was that the Asana calendar is amazing. And there's different ways that you can organize your tasks in Asana. And it's it, what it really comes down to is a matter of figuring out how you want to organize your tasks and does it work for both of you in this joint business partnership, which is so, so important because we were kind of going at it of a matter of, you know, oh, I like to do it this way. You like to do it this way. Let's do it like five different ways, which is completely redundant and unnecessary. Uh, yeah, that is one of the biggest things that we've found about uh, about ourselves. Like we've had these meetings and we had these brainstorm meetings, and it is the duplicate of content and the processes. So trying to figure out a process that works for the two of us was a big one. Mm. Uh, another big one was figuring out our assets and what we bring to the table. Yes. Um, so obviously we understand each other's skill sets, and I hope that you guys, uh, listeners, if you're doing a joint partnership, understand your skill sets as well coming to the table. Uh, however, that should be enough about us. If you do want to learn more about how our business is going, reach out to us. Maybe we can start doing some nice, uh, instead of intros, we can start doing side things. Absolutely. And do some conversations that way. Uh, having said that, episode four, we should move on to our guest, who is Carly Edmondson of Lulu Weddings in Winnipeg. And uh, this is her candid conversation. Carly. <laughs> I'm the owner of Lulu Weddings, uh, which is an event planning uh, company. Mostly weddings. I've done a few corporate events, but uh, weddings are what I'm really passionate about. Mm -hmm. And why did you get into wedding planning? A couple of reasons, actually. Uh, first, I was a bridesmaid for so many of my friends. Mm -hmm. And at every wedding, whether they had a planner or not, I found myself feeling responsible, wanting their day to go well, and seeing little things that I would do if I was in charge to try to make it more personal or smoother or just a better experience. And of course, as a bridesmaid, all you want is for your friend to be happy and have a stress-free day. So the more I experienced this, and I think I was a bridesmaid five times in two years or something, wow. so <laughs> I experienced it fairly regularly. <laughs> I thought, you know, I, I could do this. Like, I'm passionate about this. I had done a lot of events through my marketing day job and always really loved them, but I think weddings offer that extra personal, emotional connection. You know, as good of a job as I may do, no one's ever gonna say, I remember every moment of the charity golf tournament in 2003, <laughs> <laughs> So uh, I thought, well, I wanna try doing it. So I started the company and here I am. That's great, and like coming back, coming from that event planning background, and then also having been in multiple weddings, like having those two perspectives must be really useful for your job then. Yeah, I actually see weddings, most events, but especially weddings, as the ultimate brand experience. I can't think of anything else, from even from a business standpoint, where everything you see, everything you smell, everything you taste, everything you hear is all supposed to reflect the experience that you're having. So I see it kind of through that business lens where, you know, do all of these choices fit with the brand that's trying to be achieved? Oh, I love that. <laughs> I've said it like a few times. <laughs> so you, you do have a day job, so I'm actually really curious, how do you go about managing someone else's wedding while managing a full-time job in the process? Uh, sometimes not well, to be honest. There's been times where uh, Murphy's Law, when I have a really busy event in my day job, I then also have a wedding that weekend and that can cause some stress for me in terms of my work-life balance and that kind of thing. 
but at the same time I have a fairly flexible work life where if I have to take a call about a wedding here you know I'm also answering emails at night so um, it's, it's worked out and I think it helps that it's a similar field um, where it doesn't feel like a total departure to go from you know planning an ad campaign at work and then turning around and working on someone's wedding it feels like a similar vibe even though obviously a lot more personal in in nature but that is something that I've struggled with and I do have to learn to say no a little better um, with Lulu because my problem is I meet couples and I love them <laughs> and I I can't not plan their wedding I love them too much and um, my worst fear would be to overcommit myself and not be able to do the best job I could ever do for those clients they're hopefully likely having one wedding mm -hmm. so um, you know it's just not worth chancing that I have an off day it's just absolutely not worth the risk so I've really had to limit myself I usually do two or three weddings a year um, and as life gets busier in my day job probably one to two going forward is going to be more reasonable mm -hmm. That's interesting. I, I mean, I know that for my business, working with a lot of clients in a freelance capacity and with students with the online courses that I do, it's really easy for clients and students to become friends. Like I would count most of my students as like quite decent friends now, even though I haven't met a lot of them because they're like in different parts of Canada and the States and everything. But I feel like that would be a bit trickier when you're planning someone's wedding if you start to actually have a relationship outside of their wedding with them. It must be tricky to sort of navigate that or balance that. It can it? be, but I would say it's actually a strength. Like if I mm. if I feel, I think for us to have a good planning experience, you have to feel in a friend way towards me right. and feel comfortable with me to share with me what you really think and really feel mm -hmm. um, so that I can best represent you on that day. As much as we plan, something's going to happen that day that isn't exactly as planned. And I think all of my clients, hopefully, Dan being one of them, maybe maybe he can back this up, would feel comfortable that I know them well enough by that point that I would make the call they would make if they were standing there with the wrong flowers or the yeah. wrong whatever happens right. that day. So I think it's actually a strength. And I do really struggle with cutting the cord with my clients. I do keep up with them regularly, like we do dinner or email or... Yeah, I, I really can't say goodbye. <laughs> but I spend almost two years with these people, usually, between a year or two, um, and fairly regularly. And it's such a personal experience, I think it's hard not to feel close right away because you're talking about their family dynamics or the things that make them unique as a couple and these personal stories and how they proposed. And like we pretty much dive into level 10 personal mm -hmm. topics that maybe in any other scenario would take a while to get to. Right. Yeah, and then you just have a really great emotional investment that the wedding goes well. So Absolutely. Like, I truly do care because I care about them as people. Yeah. And then, of course, I just take pride in mm -hmm. doing a good job. <laughs> yeah. Interesting. So how did you get to where you're at today? Like, how did you, for someone who's trying to get into wedding planning, for example, or even just event planning in general, uh, where did you start to get here? Hmm. Um, I did one wedding for free okay. for a friend of a friend sort of thing just to make sure I liked it <laughs> and to get my name out there a little bit and one of the first years that I was in business I also did the wedding show which is a very tough grueling experience but I met a few clients there and since then I've been almost a hundred percent referrals like I have a website and I have a few things like that but for the most part it's a bridesmaid of someone who just got married or their sister or their cousin and they liked the way the event went and that's why 
what they called. In your case, it was someone I went to school with before I was even a wedding planner. (laughs) I just struck her as an organized person. (laughs) (laughs) That she is. (laughs) But, I mean, me, I'm myself. Like, I don't have a staff. I do bring an event staff that day, but those people are employed by me for, like, two days a year. (laughs) So, um it's really myself that I'm selling. Mm -hmm. So if my personality connects with you, that's awesome. If it doesn't, then I really shouldn't work with you because like I said, it's a very personal long-term relationship that we're about to enter into. Mm -hmm. So it's important to me that that connection is there. So what does a typical wedding day look like to you? Look like, how's it work for you? (laughs) It's a long day. Uh, Usually I start at about 6 a.m. and I'm done at about 3 a.m. So. (laughs) <laughs> but honestly, I know that sounds insane, <laughs> but it doesn't actually feel that long because it's, I don't know, like an adrenaline rush for me. Mm-hmm. I'm just always focused on the next thing that's coming and those moments where I see a bride and groom see each other for the first time or, you know, a mom is welling up because everything looks so beautiful, that's, I don't need coffee, I don't need food, whatever, that's enough for me to just be so excited to do mm. the next thing. So. But it, it, it varies. It depends what kind of wedding it is. It depends on what's going on. But usually it's everything from bringing breakfast to the bride when she's getting ready to like tearing down the final, blowing out the final candle, if you will. So um, it's whatever needs to be looked after that day. I've also left and let out people's dogs during the reception. <laughs> I'll do anything that makes your life easier that day. I think you're feeding our cat on our day. <laughs> Absolutely. Happy to. <laughs> Um, and what about a contract as well? I mean, you said that you typically work with people for one to two years. I mean, how does what does that even look like? Yeah, it, it depends. Everything is very customizable mm. the way that I do it. Um, some planners offer a day of package, like where they just maybe meet with you a couple weeks out, get the lay of the land, and then manage the logistics that day. I don't really offer that, and that's certainly not to criticize anyone else for doing it. I'm not paying my mortgage with this job, right? This Mm -hmm. is just my side hustle, if you will, Um, for people that can't be as selective and need that money to continue to live life good on them. But for me, I don't like that. Um, The way I do it, if I'm with you the whole time, I've probably sat in in every meeting, and we've discussed in detail everything that you want. So again when things arrive or things get laid out, I know that, yeah, I know they ordered pink, but not that pink, that's wrong. Mm. And if I'm taking it over from two weeks before, I really don't feel like I have enough context to truly do the level of good job that I would want to. Um, So in terms of what it looks like, some people like to plan really hands-on. Some people enjoy the research of the hundreds of florists in Winnipeg, or some people enjoy um, really, really having all of that and not wanting to take away from it. And I think that's a misconception about planners that we come in and we take over. I think that's maybe what reality TV has <laughs> has suggested. Uh, but I'm really game to do it however clients want to. For example, I've had out of town clients who are really coming in to town a week before the wedding. They can't go to meetings. They can't do these things. I have Skyped at a florist meeting and said, do you like these flowers or these flowers? Mm -hmm. Or I've gone and done three different meetings and said, here's the three different quotes, here's what I think. Other people would want to go to all of those things. Mm -hmm. So I think um, it's however people want to do it. Often, I think just because societally people are getting married a little later in life than they maybe used to, their lives are fuller when they're engaged. So they're maybe further along in their career or maybe they already have a family or they own a house or whatever else. They maybe don't have as much time as they would have if they were 18 planning a wedding. So um, 
I think it's about an efficient use of time. Mm -hmm. Looking to start your online business? Try Shopify for 14 days. There's no credit card required, so you can try it risk-free. Simply go to candidpodcast.ca slash shop to get started. That sounds really cool. So what exactly is Shopify? It is a website building thingy. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, if you sell products online, this Shopify will help you with setting up a whole website and everything that you need to actually sell products. Yeah, basically you just go online, you make a few clicks, you can put a theme right in there, connect any APIs such as MailChimp, and you're pretty much ready to go start selling your products. That's fantastic, and you can probably have all of your products in one space too. Absolutely. Huh, that sounds fantastic. I'm definitely going to visit candidpodcast.ca slash shop right now. Yeah, you are. I think that's uh, some really good points as to why why you should hire one like hire a wedding planner uh is it for everyone that is such a hard question <laughs> <laughs> no probably not for everyone i think it really depends what you're looking for it's hard because i recognize there's so many societal pressures that come with having a wedding um the way weddings used to be when I hear my parents or my parents' friends talk about it, it was in their parents' living room and it was planned for them by their aunts and they just showed up and did it and it was over in an hour sort of thing. Yeah. Um, now there's this expectation of every single thing being a personal handcrafted experience and everything has to be a reflection of you and who you are as a couple and that's amazing and who wouldn't want to do that but the reality is to pull that off is just a ton of work and often a ton of money, which isn't always available to everybody. So um, budget, I'd say, would be the number one thing that would limit people from having a planner. Uh, but if it is in the budget, I would say no wedding could not benefit from having a planner because if you don't have someone designated to take care of stuff that day, they'll be coming to you. And ultimately that detracts from your day. You're trying to live in the moment and you've got people coming up asking questions about where to set this or where to do that. and. I just think the more you can enjoy that day and live every second of it, the more you're going to get out of it. Absolutely. But can there be amazing weddings where planners aren't involved? Absolutely. So I imagine that weddings look fairly different from the inside um, as opposed to being a guest. So how has your perspective on weddings changed since you got into this business? That's such a good uh, question. <laughs> <laughs> you know. I've always been a details person, so even as a guest, if someone really went above and beyond with details, I would notice that and go, that's amazing, I love this. <laughs> um, so from that perspective, I think that skill set just sort of carries over into being a planner. But um, probably the unfortunate thing that I've taken away is if I see something at a wedding that I know could have been done for a fraction of the cost or know could have been done in an easier way. I almost feel guilty. It's not my client, but I just want to help and be like, oh, here, let me fix this. It's going to be so much easier for you. So I guess that's kind of a, a bit of a curse that I carry. But <laughs> <laughs> it's well-intentioned. I don't always verbalize it. I don't think people probably appreciate that. And I have noticed that friends of mine, when I'm just coming as a guest, are nervous to have me there. And I hate that because <laughs> if it's your wedding, that's all that matters. If you love it, it, it really doesn't matter. It, it has to be what you want. So... Hmm. Uh, but the inside is different. There is a lot less 
glamour <laughs> in terms of it, but um, I don't know. I see, I can see the end result. So even if I am literally sitting in the dirt trying to wire something or do something, it's I can see the the beautiful thing that it's for. So I feel like that was sort of a bad answer. No, that was, <laughs> no, that was awesome. Yeah, okay, I loved good. it. <laughs> I forget where we're at. I can probably <laughs> romanticize weddings better though because I only do two or three a year. Like, I think people who do them every weekend, yeah. people ask me all the time, would you ever do this full time? No, actually. Like, mm -hmm. the reason I love it and I'm passionate about it is because it's a special occasion when I do it. Yeah. If it was every weekend, I'd be less selective about clients <laughs> and do weddings that I didn't love or clients that I didn't have that connection with and I would get so much less out of it. And I've seen in the wedding industry, people get so jaded mm -hmm. oh another blush gold wedding or oh this that and the other and i totally get it because it's if it's your everyday it's hard to remember you know not you to sound. yeah the magic yeah. goes away right? yes the yeah. magic goes away exactly so i don't want to lose that that's what that i get out sense. of it yeah. yeah i love that so what are some of the challenges that the challenges that you have faced as a wedding planner i would say one of the biggest challenges is my own internal struggle with some of the um, stigmas around weddings. Mm -hmm. Like every time I'm at a cocktail party and I say, oh yeah, and I plan weddings. Without doubt, someone at that party says, oh, you must deal with some of the worst bridezillas or tell us about your most nightmare bride. I haven't had a nightmare bride. That is such a old, brutal, <laughs> <laughs> sexist thing to say. And I, I don't like the idea that wedding planners exist to try to make the bride less of a horrible person. That seems to be something that's out there. And, mm -hmm. and that's simply not true. There's been almost no drama with any of my clients. In fact, the only drama I've ever witnessed is like inter-family dynamics. <laughs> like mom wants this, uncle so-and-so wants this, the bride and groom want something else. That's where the drama is, not because brides become blinded by the ring on their finger and start acting like crazy people. Mm -hmm. uh, that and also some of the non-equal places that marriage originally came from. I think what weddings are now, a reflection of people's love for each other, some of that is rooted in some things I don't believe in. <laughs> <laughs> so some of the challenges have been if I'm doing a really traditional wedding and they want to give the bride away or some of those things that I personally don't align with, I have to work hard to remember to respect what matters to those people. Um, so that, that's a challenge for me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that makes sense. It, it's very interesting that you said that uh, you only take on two or three clients a year uh, to kind of keep the magic alive a little bit. Uh, I just I just find that very interesting because I, I'm, when we were looking, obviously we went with you, but uh, when we were looking, we found quite a few to be quite jaded and very calculated. Whereas when we decided to come with you, it was, you know, you were like, well, let's plan it out. It doesn't matter what the money looks like. It's just, let's figure it out and we'll figure what the cost will be in the end. And so I thought that was very fantastic. Um, Thanks. <laughs> I, I, I don't know why. So, nice <laughs> so I, I thought that was quite interesting. Uh, so I guess it might be kind of a nice segue as to what do you enjoy most about the wedding planning process, uh, given that you only do so many a year? Oh, there's no emotional connection in anything else that I do in my life that compares to wedding planning and I can't tell you I feel like a proud mom on a wedding day when I see how happy people are and what a great day they're having I, I don't know if there's a feeling in the world that compares to that so 
although it sounds cheesy, it, it lets me be part of such an important and personal time in somebody's life. And I can't think of anything else that would let me be part of something that's such unbridled joy, like in this world, not to sound too, you know, hippy dippy, but um, how many things exist where it's literally just to celebrate something awesome. Mm -hmm. There's not a lot and everybody puts their best foot forward for the most part at a wedding. They're there to celebrate and be happy for you and just have the best time. And I love that I get to be part of that. That's so wonderful. And it's, you know, it is true how weddings just bring that out in you. Like, I mean, I'm, I wouldn't say that I'm like a marriage person or a wedding person or anything like that, but I go to a wedding and I am just bawling, you know, like <laughs> I, was, true. I was the maid of honor and the MC at my friend's wedding years ago. And I stood up to do my maid of honor speech and I think I got like two words out of my speech and then I just started crying. I was like, oh, this is like, this is not good at all. This is a, this is a bit of a problem. But, but it's true. It just, it brings out like so much, so many wonderful emotions, which is really lovely. And how often do people show emotion like that? Yes. It, it's not the kind of world we live in, right? Yeah. And that, that real in-person emotion versus emoticons or liking <laughs> yeah. something on Instagram. Um, that really is something that I don't feel I get to experience in many other places. I love it. Mm -hmm. So I would like to ask, uh, in our first episode, we talked to Monica from Athero Events, and she was saying that she would never do a wedding. <laughs> but she's a fantastic event planner. Oh, she's amazing. Uh, flipping to you, being a wedding planner and event planner are two different things, I imagine. Can you kind of explain a bit more as to what, I guess, why weddings and events are so different? Yes, for sure. Um, I've done corporate events through Lulu, mm -hmm. and I've also done corporate events through my day job. I usually say no. There was one uh, corporate event that was sort of close to my heart that I took on, and I don't regret doing it, but it's just a different level of engagement. Mm -hmm. um, people aren't thinking about every single shade of a color or every single course of a meal when it's a corporate event that they're going to do every year. They, they get another shot next year. Mm -hmm. um, it, it isn't having that emotional connection the way a wedding is, which is really what I enjoy. And also coming from a branding perspective, I, I want to think about every single detail mm -hmm. forever. <laughs> so uh, corporate people have other things to do. This is one project of many. You're probably only planning one wedding if you're my wedding client. So. Yeah. Um, it's just more of an all-encompassing experience, I think. I see, though, how other event planners would say weddings are too much pressure because, without a doubt, they are by far the most pressure out of any kind of event you can do because, again, it's a one-shot deal. Mm -hmm. uh, if something really horrific happens, they will remember that for the rest of their lives, and probably that's the only wedding they're going to have. So, um, But I like that pressure. That's what really makes me excited on that day. Yeah. Um, but that said, like, have I felt like I was going to have a panic attack because something wasn't going well? Sure. <laughs> but everybody's married and everybody's happy, so it worked yeah. out. Yeah. So on that note, yes. do you have any interesting or funny stories from <laughs> weddings that you'd like to share? Um, yeah. <laughs> that you can share. That is who's going to hear this? <laughs> So we'll talk about the other ones after we finish recording. Sure. Okay. Yeah. Um, you know, my favorite things that happen at weddings are uh, either unexpected moments or 
things that I don't tell the couple about until after. <laughs> For example, uh, one of my clients ordered these very specific chairs, and I guess they literally didn't make it on the boat from China <laughs> to the decorator's office. So I'm not kidding when I say it was like 20 minutes before they walked in the room that we had found other chairs to have set up. Um, so I didn't tell them. Months later, I said, oh, by the way, you almost didn't have chairs. <laughs> And they went, you're kidding. And they said, I'm so happy you didn't tell me because that's something that would have really stressed me out. And so in that way, it was also rewarding. But that was a moment where I went, oh, my God, like, what are people going to sit on? Yeah. <laughs> and this is why you have a wedding planner. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, I also uh, have had a couple of grooms who were very quiet throughout the planning process uh, who just loved their weddings at the wedding, which really... Um, was funny. I've had a couple at the end of the night after maybe a few too many glasses of champagne come over and say, I love you. This was great. <laughs> That's always awesome because usually I've already said I love you to my brides at that point because <laughs> we're so close, but the groom usually holds out till the wedding night for me. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I should tell any others. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Uh, so I guess for those who are thinking of getting into wedding planning, mm -hmm. uh, what kind of tips would you provide for them? You know, people who are interested in event planning versus wedding planning, two different things. Uh, what kind of skill sets would you need to have to get into this kind of line of business? So actually, something I've really noticed a lot um, with planners, especially new ones, is I think there's a confusion sometimes between decorators and stylists and planners. Um, it's not a bad thing. I think most successful ones are a hybrid of both, but I think some people who are really passionate about making things look beautiful sometimes overlook the fact that this is just like supply chain logistics project at its heart, <laughs> uh, which is something I love. I lead with spreadsheets, <laughs> um, but others lead with, you know, beautiful photos of styled shoots and things like that. And um, to be able to do both is ultimately what you're going for. So I would say identify maybe which side you lean more heavily towards and then try to brush up on the other side. Um, so for me, I do some graphic design. I'm, I'm more inclined on a computer than I am in real life. So doing a few styled shoots with vendors to expand your network and also to get your work out there uh, and do some hands-on lower pressure, not someone's wedding, but something where you have a few hours. Um, creative situations can be great. And if you really excel in that area, but maybe haven't done like a run of show, they call it in theater or a moment by moment timeline for a wedding, maybe intern with a planner who does that and see how they do it and, and look for your own spin on how to do that because I think if one is without the other, then ultimately the client doesn't feel taken care of. Mm -hmm. So what is coming up next for you and your business? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, I've actually backed off of my business a little bit. Um, not to say I'm not out there doing stuff, but like I said, I'm trying to only do one or two a year. If there's a year where I do zero weddings, that's okay too. I don't know if I'll ever fully give it up. but. Um, so actually trying to hold myself back a little bit is, uh, is my next, my next challenge <laughs> when it comes to Lulu weddings. Um, but my next wedding is actually Dan and Carly. So, uh, I am very much looking forward to that. It's going to be a great day. She's just saying that. 
<laughs> yeah, it's going to be a nightmare. <laughs> no, I love what you guys have chosen. It's going to be beautiful. So, And my first bride sharing my name, which is very exciting. Well, there you go. Although, could also be very confusing that day. We'll see how it yeah. goes. Carly <laughs> needs to be here. Carly well, needs to be there. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's going to be very confusing. Well, and I think of just how confusing it was to plan this episode and talking about <laughs> you, Carly, versus Dan's Carly. Yeah, yeah it's... We're going to have to have nicknames. And I do have little radios that day, so maybe me and my assistants will come up with some awesome mm. code names. We'll see. <laughs> Actually, a quick question about that mm -hmm. in terms of hiring assistants, uh, especially someone who's interested in growing their own business currently. Uh, how do you go about bringing on different people for the day of? Or, like, I know you don't have actual uh, people working under you, but obviously you're going to need help for that day. Uh, who do you trust, and how do you even like reach out to people like that? I usually uh, hire for the day people that I've worked with corporately on events and things like that before. So people that I've seen in action who I know can manage an event, if this has never happened and I hopefully never will, but if I was very, very sick or something like that, someone that I would trust to execute it as I would, I think it would be really hard for me to kind of hire someone that I didn't know or from a resume I, I really have to have experience in that setting with you to feel comfortable um, but I've had up to four people with me that day and usually I meet with them a couple weeks before we go through the whole timeline talk about any questions they come to the rehearsal see how it's all gonna go help me set up so they see how it's all gonna go so by the time the actual day of rolls around they're intimately familiar with what's going on mm. but yeah if I didn't have that network kind of from my corporate life, that would be a challenge yeah. because it is someone's personal day and I, I don't know if I could ever roll the dice. If I were to ever take on like an intern who just wanted experience, I think it would be, I would still bring the same amount of assistance and they would be there to help those people out versus have that responsibility on their own until I really knew them well. Right. Actually, right. I, on Monica's episode, I heard she kind of said the same thing, like that's where she really feels like she has to hold the reins yeah. tightly, and I, I get that because it's not even my brand, it's their day. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. that makes sense. And that's the thing that makes me nervous. And you can listen to Monica's episode <laughs> if you visit candidpodcast.ca slash EP1. Yes, you can. <laughs> it was great. <laughs> <laughs> that was a great episode. <laughs> um, so this might be a weird question to ask you because you are taking on kind of less work than most of our interviews are taking on more uh is there a place where people can go to reach out to you or do you even want people to reach out to you <laughs> yes of course <laughs> um you know if i can't take a wedding on because i have something else corporately going on or i'm already booked for that year i always refer to very talented planning friends um or if you just have a question i'll answer it i mean yeah. i'd like to share knowledge so uh, best place is probably either Instagram or Facebook. My Instagram is at Lulu Carly, L-O-U-L-O-U-C-A-R-L-Y. It was like a hundred ways to spell that. <laughs> yes. And Lulu Weddings on Facebook, and that's probably the easiest place to find me. And pictures of my awesome couples and their beautiful decor choices and all of that. Nice. We'll have the links up on CandidPodcast.ca, and uh, if you definitely reach out to Carly, I would highly recommend <laughs> because. You. She's been fantastic, at least for our wedding. Um, I guess one final question, which actually might be, is there anything else you want to kind of talk about before we sign off? Mm, one thing I would say that maybe people don't 
think about. Um, one thing I love about the wedding industry in Winnipeg, first of all, we have an amazing wedding industry in Winnipeg, mm -hmm. probably because we have the most marriages per capita in Canada. <laughs> we have a lot of weddings here. Really? We did not we know do. that. We do. <laughs> um, is that it's such a supportive group of people. Um, everybody works together so frequently. I mean, it's not uncommon to see the same people every weekend if you're doing a lot of weddings. Mm -hmm. uh, we all support each other and even though it can be very hectic with a short wedding season, although people are getting married year-round, usually it's very summer-heavy, mm -hmm. um, still finding ways to be creative and encourage that in each other. I think that's amazing. And I can't think of any other industry that empowers young women to start their own businesses more than the wedding industry. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, so I'm proud to be part of it, and I think it's something that should be celebrated. And it just drives me crazy um, when people, you know, roll their eyes about wedding planning or the wedding industry and oh, it's such a racket. Like, I, I can see how that seems that way, the way that it's marketed and especially reality TV drives me crazy, but... I'm saying, I think you can blame TLC for that one. <laughs> yeah, solely on their shoulders. <laughs> but um, I, I think when you get out there going through that process, you realize how many awesome, talented people we have in our local market. And I also can't think of anything you could do where you're more likely to invest in local business and buy local uh, mm. because everything really Absolutely. really is um, all entrepreneurial businesses so mm. that's my shout out to the very awesome <laughs> industry that I work within. Nice. <laughs> well awesome well thank you so much for uh, taking the time and being so candid for us. It was fun thank you this was great. No worries. Yeah we'll have all the links and everything again on candidpodcast.ca slash ep4. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Candid Conversations podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to give it a like and a share with your friends and coworkers. Visit candidpodcast.ca to learn more about this podcast, to access some of our favorite free resources for your business, and to submit any questions you would love for us to answer in our next episode. Are you interested in supporting small business in your community? You can become a sponsor of the Candid Conversations Small Business Podcast at candidpodcast.ca slash sponsor. So one of the things that's most important is your assets that you bring to the table as a joint partnership. Uh, for Sagan, she has 10 years of blog posts uh, split like f***ing <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Oh, I was on such a good... You were. You I was were. in the zone. You were in the zone. <laughs> <laughs> you upstairs neighbors. That'll be a really good blooper. <laughs> yeah.